0: And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships.
1: Please check us out online at couple synergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at CoupleSynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years.
0: You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of.
1: With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about the one thing that you could do right now to help your marriage.
0: Yes. You know, there's so many.
1: There are. There, there are so many, and there isn't just one thing, you know. And there are a lot of different things you can do to help your marriage, and our podcast does focus on all of those positive relationship behaviors that couples should be engaging in. If you're to think about something that you could do right now, you know, like you, you can you can call a, a marriage counselor, you can you know go and give your partner a, a big hug, and I mean, there are things that you can do. But
0: you know, there's so many things. You can do to screw up your relationship, mm-hmm. but we're going to focus on one really, really important thing. And actually, I would say the thing we want to talk about isn't uh, a simplistic or quick answer. Yeah, there's no
1: formula. There's no like... Just it's actually a great skill. Step one. And yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about All it. All right. From the right? positive or the negative? Well, from the, the positive.
0: So the positive is seek to understand your partner.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you can't solve an argument. You can't solve a conflict if you don't understand your partner's point of view. If you have no understanding of it, of their their perspective on the conflict, there is no way that you're going to be able to solve it.
0: You know, understanding is something that is really high level. It's very difficult to do. And one of the reasons it's so difficult is our partners don't always understand themselves. And we try so hard to be understood, but quite often we can't really articulate what it is we even are thinking, feeling upset about, because it's so complicated. But the gift in understanding is when you seek to understand your partner, your partner gets clarity and you also have to get out of your own way. Stop making assumptions, stop projecting stuff onto your partner to really understand where they're coming from is a freedom for you. So how do you do that? Just go to your partner and and
1: ask them what they're thinking. You know, try to get a a good understanding of their perspective and do it from a place of non-judgment. You know, just ask, just seek clarification. Seek to understand. But don't judge your partner's perspective because that just shuts the door for any type of conversation, you know, that you could have or any communication that you could have from that point forward.
0: You know, the opposite of understanding is... Entitlement. Entitlement is anything that you believe that someone else should do for you. That you deserve somebody else to do that. You deserve an apology. You deserve a phone call. You deserve to be acknowledged. You deserve whatever that is. And the problem with that is anything you think you deserve is exactly where you can get yourself powerless because we have no control over making someone else do anything and we have these unwritten rules in our head that our partner doesn't even know about and once you seek to understand what are those rules in your partner's head what are they really looking for from you you'll be surprised because it's not what you think it is because what you think it is is actually your entitlement
1: Yeah, that, that entitlement is almost like a prison, you know, backs you into a corner and it gives that power of your own happiness over to someone else. That if they don't meet your expectations, if they don't, you know, you are entitled for, to them treating you in a certain way. And if you focus on that and if you focus on their behaviors, then you give up your power and control.
0: You know, entitlement is something that is a lie. It's a fairy tale, like happily ever after. Are you entitled to happily ever after? Are you entitled to success? Are you entitled to be treated well? Where did we learn that? Where did we learn that? Wait a second, what is in my power and control? What can I do to show up and be a better partner? What can I do to create those things in my life that I want, like success and happily ever after. And, you know, those, those have quite a big price tag on it. Entitlement says, well, I should just have it. And there is absolutely nothing in this world. Well, that's been my experience. Has, has it been yours? Nothing that just you're entitled to.
1: Right. And, you know, we're not talking about tolerating being treated poorly in a relationship. Not at all we're not saying that you know you deserve to be treated badly and you need to just tolerate it absolutely not what we're talking about here is turning over your power and control over to another person and making your happiness dependent on what that other person does and when you do that you lose sight of what you have control over in the relationship and what you can do to make yourself happy, what you can do to be happy in your own life.
0: So let's talk about the difference between entitlement and expectation. Because in my mind, relationships with high expectations are healthier and higher level relationships. But expectations are agreed upon. There's something a couple whether out loud or over time, has taught each other what they can expect from each other. So like today we are getting the house ready for guests. And we kind of do that sort of effortlessly, where one of us picks a task and the other one picks another one. And whether anyone's watching or not, we're getting everything done. Mm -hmm. And then you turn around and go, do we have that? Yep, I already took care of that. Obviously, we've been rolling like this for a very long time. We have very high level expectations for our relationship and for each other. But even an expectation is not something that your partner has to do. It is something within yourself that it's really a boundary. Boundaries are not about other people. So a boundary says, if you do this, then you can expect that I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to mention that boundaries, you know, that a lot of people think that boundaries are things that you expect other people to do. A boundary really is about what you expect of yourself and maintaining your own boundary and following through with your own expectation, right? And so when we we think about these expectations, it is a mutually agreed upon expectation in the relationship and both people meet those expectations because it is something that is meaningful to them. It's not a one way kind of thing, right? Where it's like, my partner has this expectation and I need to do it, okay? That, that really creates a power differential. And now one person is, you know, doing something for the other person. Maybe it's not even something that they wanna do, right? versus a mutually agreed upon expectation, something that is agreed upon within the relationship. Now this this is something greater than each of the individuals that each person is aspiring to meet.
0: And what we do when we have expectations is we create certainty in the relationship. There's a certainty that happens when you know that your partner is in agreement with... You know, cleaning the house before company comes over or whatever the thing is. And when we don't have that and we have uncertainty in the relationship, that is where we have a lot of underlying conflict. And that underlying conflict is there before you meet your partner. And that's the hardest thing for people to really understand is that we learn these things as children, what we can expect from our caretakers, What we can expect in our families you know one of the things in my family you know I've eight siblings which you might have heard me say that before in the past and there wasn't you know any time that you weren't part of a big pile of people you know it was a big herd of people but you know what on your birthday on your birthday you got to choose what you were going to have for dinner and there was an expectation in our family that you showed up with a present. And so everyone in the family would, <laughs> I remember I think I had an allowance of like a dollar. And I went to the uh, Five and Dime, Ben Franklin. Remember Ben Franklin stores? No, I don't. <laughs> that's And not- I, I think I got <laughs> erasers for people. They were like five cents. That's what I could afford. So it wasn't always the greatest gift, but um but there was an expectation to be thoughtful and to consider someone on their birthday and that's one thing we've noticed traveling in our world is a lot of people don't celebrate their birthdays but for me that's one thing in my family where you knew you were valued there was a consistency and it th- those are really good bonding behaviors and unfortunately a lot of couples they sort of miss the mark on a lot of those important things of certainty of showing up, of offering—you know—if you're getting a glass of water, offer one to your partner. It really, those little simple things that I—I I couldn't even imagine doing that and not offering you. I couldn't imagine like eating and not serving you, or having getting something to drink and not offering you something. Couldn't imagine it.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that in our society today, it doesn't really promote doing things for other people, right? No from a place of mutual expectation of the relationship, it really promotes doing things for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Just this whole, you know, selfish type of approach to life because if you don't, you know, if you don't grab it, you're going to lose out. Right. Right? There's this Mm -hmm. losing out feeling, right?
0: Yeah, you think your certainty comes from where you have, and I'm going to use the word control, Mm. Because yeah. you really don't have control. You think you do, but you don't. And that control actually is something that locks you up and it makes you depressed and anxious.
1: And and we're gonna do a podcast on being a control freak.
0: Yes. I think absolutely we're gonna
1: have to do one on that. You know, but when you are scraping for your own things, you know, for yourself and you are not looking out for anybody else you can see how within a relationship it it becomes this, you know, tit for tat or this becomes this competition.
0: It's a power.
1: Absolutely. It's a power power Mm -hmm. struggle and power game. And, you know, as I said earlier, power differential, you know, it creates uh, this uh, imbalance where one person has more power than the other. And then it probably flips back and forth. So, you know, the couple ends up competing with each other right and it does not facilitate a, a a unity, right, where both people are working for something greater and that being, you know, their relationship.
0: Yeah, so if you're if you're in conflict right now with your partner and you have an expectation of them to apologize to make an amend in some way, you're the one that's locked up. You're the one that's waiting for someone else to take and do something to make you happy and it just never works that way. The apology will never be enough, by the way. And it's not really what you want. And and it's really important to think deeper about that, about what is so meaningful about an apology if it's forced, if it's something someone has to do. Why is that meaningful? And that's where you're going to find where you're suffering in your life and where you're giving up your power. I remember <laughs> doing that on the hike when we hiked the John Muir Trail for 20 days, and I, I was so mad at you. And so our, our sleeping bags zipped together, so I was so mad I didn't zip up with you. And I froze all night. I was warm. I know, because I usually use your body heat to stay warm. So, you know, who suffered? Yeah. Who suffered that night? You know, and, and you think, you know, you're protecting yourself in some way or that you're justified in what you feel. But you know what? Everyone's justified in what they feel, and that's not the solution. The solution is to ask your partner, hey, what was going on for you there? What were you feeling? What was coming up for you? And when you do that, then you can be in a place where you're connecting with your partner and understanding them and what you're going to find out is not really about you and it never was it was their own their own pain their own something coming up for them and you just got down range from that you were in the line of fire and if you have to make it about you and an apology and everything else well that's not really the best relationship behavior
1: so you know when we said seek to understand you know we're not we're not saying that you have to agree you don't have to agree with what your partner is saying you know or what their perspective is but you do have to understand their perspective because it's only from that place of understanding that the two of you can kind of navigate around any challenges right or any obstacles or roadblocks you guys run into. So so what is the one thing that you could do right now to better your marriage? Seek understanding. Okay, seek to understand your partner and know that no matter how long you have been in a relationship with your partner, your partner's always changing, always growing, always evolving. And so you have to constantly be at a place of understanding who your partner is at this moment.
0: And that'll free you to know what's not yours that you don't even have to work on. It frees you not to take things personally, and it gives you the best potential to show up and be a good partner. And if you're trying to understand your partner, guess what you're going to get back is them trying to understand you. And if you don't believe me, you know that if you're trying to be understood, so are they. And you're both not hearing each other. And that is the opposite of what we're talking about. And that's what actually makes things worse when you think everyone should come and understand me. Offer it to your partner.
1: The other side of that coin of seeking understanding is stop the entitlement.
0: You know, being entitled is something that happens when we're younger in life. And the more you mature and the more you realize that it's not about you the more secure and happy you can be in the world. And, you know, that's, that's why we do this podcast, to help people get there. And um, there's just a lot of misery in trying to be understood and having, you know, that expectation of other people instead of the expectation for yourself.
1: So before we close today, I just wanted to mention Relationship Enhancement Weekend is coming up in October, it's October 12th to the 15th in beautiful Colorado and registration is open. So go on to couplesynergy.com and and register for your spot to attend our next weekend. We wanna thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Home Study Course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, Look us up online at couplesynergy.com.
0: And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening.
1: Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love.
0: You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.